Hello and welcome to A Bit Above Podcast. I'm Audra. And I'm Hadassah. And we are two average women living oceans apart. Our show displays a reachable lifestyle where we work to be better versions of ourselves in our day-to-day life. We know that the constant strive for perfection can lead to anxieties and disappointment, so we make changes that enhance our lives without giving up the things we love. Join us each week as we chat about motherhood, positivity, feel-good stories, relationships, and everything in between. Are you ready? I'm ready. Because I have really exciting news. I've been biting my tongue. Wait, is it good exciting or like? It's like once in a lifetime exciting. Okay, wait. Good thing I meditated. Hold on. No, but it's for me. It's exciting for me. You're not going to have any benefit whatsoever. Well, I'm not going to be excited for you. Um, let's see. You might be jealous. (gasps) Now I need another deep breath. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So do you want to guess? Okay, I'm not so even going to guess. Okay. Wait, I know you're not pregnant and you're already married. So How do you know I'm not pregnant? Guesses. Given the conversation we had about 10 minutes ago, I know you're not pregnant <laughs> this week. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll ask the oh same question. God. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say four words. <laughs> okay. Oh my, the suspense. Okay. <laughs> I won. One. Tell me. Lottery. What? <laughs> What lottery? <laughs> like, wait, lottery could mean a lot of things. Like a scratch ticket lottery. Yep. Cut it out. <laughs> what did you buy? Another lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. How much did you win? <laughs> How much did your lottery ticket cost? Because we have one to $100 tickets here. And now I'm like, did you pay a dollar for a ticket when a dollar and go around and buy another ticket? <laughs> so here's the, the calculations. Okay. <laughs> calculations. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to say it's the small things in life. That really. <laughs> How small do they need to be? Okay. On the first ticket, we won 150 shekel, which is. More than America because their money is worth more than ours, FYI. <laughs> yeah, but I'm but I'll tell you how much it is worth in America. But it's not 150 people, not 150 dollars. That is. Oh, oh wow. It's forty-five dollars. <laughs> that is sad and pathetic, but also <laughs> exciting for winning 45. Just yeah. the conversion is sad and pathetic. <laughs> right. But then we went ahead and bought another one for 50 shekel, which is around 13 dollars. And did not win on that one. So basically we made 50 shekel, which is $13. (laughs) I hope this does not turn into like a career move. Because playing the lottery, lunchbox, is not going to change your life that significantly. I tried. I tried today. It was my first time ever, 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 ever doing a lottery anything. And we were just trying to find something to do today. Wait, when you were here in the States and you turn 18, you did not run out and get a scratch ticket? No, like I don't even know how to do that. The convenience store. And they're on like rolls and there's little stickers and you just say, I want number 10. Yeah, but I don't know what number 10 means. They'll show you there's a picture and it would be like a money puzzle and it's like $3. And I might have purchased a lot of those in my time. So that's why I mentioned Mm, that one. But okay, we were just looking for something to do. And we were at the mall. We were at like a store. It's such a sick and sad mall, honestly. Like I said, I went to the mall and everybody was like, oh, wow, she went to the mall. No, I went to a dump. But OK, anyways, <laughs> a dump with no stores open. But anyways, oh, so I feel like that's some of our malls. Hey, yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Malls are going out of fashion, unfortunately. I live nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little worse. <laughs> yeah. 
the lottery ticket place was there. And so my husband was like, do you want to get a scratch off ticket? And I was like, um, hmm, interesting. So I was like, how do you do it? And so we did it. And honestly, I think it was a good first time. But I'll just say this. I never wanted to stop. Like I wanted to keep buying those tickets. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Those are habit forming. They're addictive. Don't don't you dare. I Fun. haven't stopped thinking about it. Yeah, no, this is not good. <laughs> no, no, no. Two things. <laughs> Number one and B. Number one. Number one and B. Oh, no. <laughs> Number one, you actually went to a, a lottery place. Like it's just a place that sells lottery tickets. Yeah, I don't know if they have this in America, but in Israel, they have like a kiosk. Good experience. Definitely see why people get addicted to that. Oh, I for sure. And I'm going to throw my dad under the bus on this. Would open the car door as a child and the losing scratch tickets would be billowing out the sides of the door. He had them like all stuck in there and they were all losers. Now here's point B, <laughs> number two. You called it a scratch off? A scratch off ticket? What? You call it a scratch off ticket? What do you call it? A scratch ticket. And I know people call it different things. So I want to know what other people call it because there's all different names like scratch ticket. You said lottery ticket And my brain went to like Mega Millions, Powerball. To me, those are lottery tickets. Yeah. No, whenever I said lottery today, my husband was like, this is not the lottery. (laughs) Wait, I like how you used an accent for your husband. (laughs) Oh, I whoops. That's awesome. But yeah, so everyone calls it something different. So you call it a scratch off ticket and I just call it a scratch ticket. I think other people have called them scratchers. I don't know. I'll have to look it up, but there's definitely a lot of terms for the same concept. (laughs) Well, there's also another, I don't know if it's exciting news, but tell us and we'll tell you. I mean, it's not, it's bad. You know about this. Okay. I'm not telling you. Then you you said it's bad. (laughs) Yeah. No, um, it's like good, bad. If basically... I have reached a point in my life where I found a fake Instagram account of me. Oh, yeah. This is bad news. A little good. It's like a little exciting to me. No. Well, yeah, because it's really nice and thoughtful that you're that cool that someone wants to pretend (laughs) to be you. Like, amazing. But also really, really sad that someone wants to be you and is stealing your pictures and trying to steal your identity to become a fake person. Mm, I know that this came up and I reported it. I know you reported it. So what happened? Okay, so um, basically they took my pictures. My They're like uploading it one by one. The only thing we really know about it is that whoever it is, is Israeli. Oh my God, that's such a hard word to say because it's whoever it is, is Israeli. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. That is hard. Because you don't have to say that often. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wow. Basically, because some of the hashtags were switched on my things and it was all Hebrew, like on my posts. So, but the person is Israeli and following like 18 random people has like three random followers and tags like random people in these posts. Like, I don't know what the agenda was. I reported it from like all my Instagram accounts and then you and then all our other friends reported it. So by the morning, like um, yesterday, I think it was gone. Which is good because sometimes they're a little slacky on the removal of those things. But I did do a little bit of stalking on it and they were following like JLo and then yeah, some, like other it, random people. And I was like, what? And then There might have been some Google translation on some of the words in Hebrew that we didn't know, a couple of us, and trying to figure out what they meant. (laughs) Yeah, Audra and our friend Caden did a deep dive while I was sleeping. Usually, like, when I go to sleep, like, I'll 
the people that are friends like hang out and I'm sleeping. It's so sad because of our time difference. But they went on a whole deep dive on this Instagram. They were Google translating things. Like I'm, I don't know. We came up with nothing, but the, the account is gone. So now I can live to say that someone made an Instagram account about me. No, it doesn't make me cool. Yeah, it does. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it though. I feel cool. You should feel cool. And you should also, you know, keep checking out because, you know, you never know when another one might pop up. All right. So we got a message from Josh Nichols, who is a therapist that comes on our podcast to answer all our questions that we have about therapy, mental health, literally anything therapy related, not anything. He has been sending us some messages of some questions that he has for us. So we haven't heard this one yet. We're going to go listen to it now. So let's see what he said. The question is... What are the appropriate boundaries and expectations that someone who is in a committed relationship should have when it comes to their attention that their partner has a friendship with somebody of the opposite sex? And of course, Hadassah and Audra, I would love to hear how you guys handle that in your relationships. (laughs) (laughs) All I got to say is what female friends, Josh? Oh my God. Well, see, maybe we should answer this differently. Maybe we should not talk about how we handle it in our relationships and instead talk about how we think we should handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How we think we should. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, Josh, for this question. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I can go first. Yeah, please do. Take the reins. I don't want to go first. I want to get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that it's relatable to me in a way because my best friend is a male and Aurel's friend is a female. And so, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if I should go into how I handle it, but I think that how I should handle it is let's say I start with my side of things. So I have a male friendship with someone. There obviously is nothing between us. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be married to my now husband. And if there was, I don't think I'd be friends with him. He came from before I met my husband. So that's also a thing. Like I've known him for six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't even know years. I don't even know because I don't count. But if I was at work and I was hanging out with my coworker, like after work and going out and drinking or hang out at his place. Like, I think that would be a little inappropriate for me to start a new male friendship. But at the same time, like that's just me and my comfort zone and my boundaries in my relationship. But now let's say bringing it on to the husband with his female friend, like obviously, (laughs) see, this is where I get stuck because I don't like how she sends like pictures of herself to him. And is like, oh, which one should I post on Instagram? <laughs> is this TMI? What? <laughs> Wait, I got questions. What kind of pictures? Like, like selfies, like kissy face selfie. Kissy face selfie. Like that's still a thing. Yeah. Like last week, two weeks ago, she sent a picture of her legs in a photo and was like, do my legs look fat? Can I post this? It was her by a pool. I did not find that appropriate. Right. I don't either, but my therapist says I'm not allowed to tell him who he's allowed to be friends with. So, um, yeah, this has obviously been in conversation because like I, I don't like how like she asked him to put like headphones in or things like that when talking to whatever. And me and you were sitting there like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Right. But not in this marriage. 
because whenever we have conversations about it, it's always like, oh, I never, you know, had feelings for her. Or, we don't like each other, blah, 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 and like always on and on about things. But here's the real kicker. Okay. Yeah. She is madly in love with a married man with a kid. Oh. And not my married man with a kid, but a different one. But I don't care. I don't care. Oh, she's got a lot going on. Oh, but guess what? I can't be controlling and say that he can't have female friends. I don't agree with your therapist and I am no therapist. And we should definitely get some more people weighing in on this. But I 100% do not find those kind of questions from that friend are appropriate. I mean, if the tables were turned and your male friend did the same thing to you. Imagine if he was taking pictures. Wait, can we imagine your male friend sending you pictures of his legs going by the pool? (laughs) Do my legs look fat? (laughs) Yo, I know you're listening. I dare you to send me. Okay, I dare you. I dare you. Let's put it in perspective of something that would be comparable to what a female would send in this specific case scenario. I don't find it would be appropriate for either side. I, I don't know. I would say to that friend, like, Love you to bits and pieces. Please do not send me those things. Do not make me answer those questions. You know, like not it. Mm -mm. Not not the kind of friendship I would go with. Right. That's what was our last conversation like a week ago about this with my (laughs) husband. This is why it was funny that like he asked this question, Josh. Not funny, like almost morbidly sad or whatever. But um, really great timing, Josh. Fantastic, Josh. (laughs) Then we were in therapy together and we were talking about this. Obviously, like it was all about like boundaries. Like, okay, well, I can't tell him like he can't be friends with someone. And also like he knows better than to let someone tell him what to do. But then at the same time, it's like, um, hello, I'm uncomfortable. So he said that if she sends him more pictures that he's going to tell her like not to do it anymore. And I'm like, that's weird, too. Like the whole thing is weird. Like, bye, girl. Like, go like, oh, like, oh, my God. But at the end of the day, like you just need trust. Like this is not my relationship. My views on this is nothing to do with what I think should be the norm in society right because it all works on your comfort levels or your boundaries and also your trust levels within the relationship so if someone's like boyfriend has is friends with a girl it's not like an automatic like oh don't be friends with her or like whatever it's just like well is he being trustworthy in other ways you know but then what happens when the trust is broken like in other ways like can you still be friends it's, it's a really complicated situation i definitely don't have any answers but i would love to know yours okay so for mine i'll revert back to what female friends There are friends that he has that are female, some more that I would peg off his list and delete. Also, they're like on Facebook. His best friend happens to be my cousin who is male. So I got that best friend part nailed down. And my best friend happens to be female. And she is also really good friends with my significant other. Like we have all built a bond and a friendship together, but she is hands down my gal. But with that said, like he does have friends that are females, but he will wave to them from a distance. But there is no text messaging between them. There's nothing... There's no other sort of communication. And I think with Corona, it even further divided that friendship because people obviously aren't hanging out with each other, but there would be no meet and greet. There was no let's go out for coffee. Okay, number one, I don't drink coffee, so I'll never invite my best friend to coffee just so (laughs) she knows that. There will never be a time where he will have the opportunity to hang out with a female friend one on one 
or have a one-on-one conversation. It just does not happen. And I don't know if he does it out of respect for me or just because that's not in our culture or the way that we're raised. I don't really know. I'm just saying that that's how it is for us. I have friends that are guys and he has no problem with that. He's not worried about that at all. I'm not wicked close with a lot of them. One of them took his own life. I was really close with him. He was also my significant other's best friend. But again, we were all friends together in a circle. So it wasn't odd to hang out in a group and, you know, me be chatting up with them. I mean, the other one, again, is a relative. So let's not get weird. I can chat up with him 24 seven. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you have a guy friend? Yes, I have my cousin. Yeah, big family. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. If I'm not related to you, somehow somebody else is, but (laughs) no, just kidding. There hasn't been an opportunity taken to be in that situation. Like he definitely does not get text messages from one of his female friends asking which selfie to pose or what their legs look like. None of that. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Not that I'm aware of. (laughs) And I am pretty sure if he got one of those messages, he would definitely let me know because he would think it was hilarious because he doesn't make those calls. Like he doesn't, he wouldn't know. He's like, uh, do your own thing. Like, why doesn't she just message her female friends? I know, right? Like it's a little odd to have a male perspective on what her physical appearance mm, is. I that's mean, not she, odd. I mean, because that's, well, it's that's not who odd, she's posting she's, for. She's going to the wrong source. She needs to go to a therapist to figure out why she can't make those decisions herself first and foremost. And if she wants a generalized opinion, ask your girlfriends. They're going to give you the brutal truth. A guy might be like, oh, you don't look bad, girl. That's okay." And really, you could have like food slopped on your face and you're putting that selfie out there because you didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, there was one of his friends also like she's married to one of his guy friends. Right. So she's married to. And she was here visiting the babes and they were sitting next to each other. And then she like puts her head on his shoulder. Like, oh, bleep. And, no. uh-uh. there. and I'm just like, obviously awkward as hell. And then afterwards I was like, how about let's just never do that again? I would be like, are you tired? Do you need to go take a nap? Maybe you should go home. Yeah, but it's just funny how like if I did that in return, like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine his response. Thank you, Josh, for that question. I'm going to go ahead and make a pitch that we we end this conversation. Oh, but before we end this conversation, I like to flip this back on Josh and be like, Josh, how do you think we should handle the relationships of our significant others with the opposite sex? Because now I want to know, are we doing the right thing? Are we not doing the right thing? Is there something we could do better? Oh, yeah. And try not to psychoanalyze us while we while you hear this. I mean, it's too late because it's done, but you already heard it. I know you came with a cleaning tip. I know I need cleaning tips because I girl, it's 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 a mess. OK, so. You know, it's it's getting warmer outside, also cold sometimes. It's a really weird weather situation, but a lot of people are cleaning the house. So is there any tips that you can give me? I think we're going to start doing that every once in a while to just have a tip thrown in because I need some help. You know, it's springtime. Everyone does spring cleaning. We've been, you know, boarded up all winter. One of the things is 
that have come up and it's a great subject to talk about. How often should you wash your bedding? Now, if you ask some people, they will have answers that will make you want to hurl. Other people, I'm like, oh, you might have a little bit of OCD. But Hadassah, how often do you wash your bedding? (laughs) Okay, she starts with laughter. This cannot be a good answer. (laughs) Wait, do you wash your bedding? Maybe I should back up. Oh, no, she's still laughing. (laughs) No. Oh, I have. (laughs) You have? Wait a minute. I'm not feeling confident that this happens often. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh my gosh. Hold on. I'm going to catch second. my breath. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think you would reply with I have. What year was it that you had? <laughs> it was 2020. <laughs> Can I just get an average? Well, okay. you have an average. I, w- <laughs> I don't just have an average. I actually have all the times. <laughs> I'm going to throw up and I enjoyed my breakfast. <laughs> oh my God. My jaw hurts right now because, okay. Good. Okay. So, right after we're done this, you're washing your sheets. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Wait. I forgot to say. <laughs> There's more? No, no, no. The sheets are are more often. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I did say bedding. Right. Well, well, the sheets, I would say like every two weeks. What about your pillowcases? Like when guests come. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you wash your pillowcases? I don't feel safe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel safe. The good thing you're in Israel. I'm over here. And then the bedding, I would say the last time it was cleaned was by us. Like a few months ago, we got a new washing machine and it fit our um, blanket. So before it didn't fit, we had a smaller one that didn't fit. Now this one's small too, but it just fits the blanket. The time before that, when Aaliyah was born, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law came into the house while I was in labor and cleaned the house and washed a blanket. And then... The time before that was when we lived in our old apartment. The fact that you can count them all on one hand thus far is a little unnerving. We, we were living in our last apartment and I had a stomach viral infection. And I washed the sheets then, the blanket then. Oh my God. Okay, I'm cutting you off. Nope, you're done. You're done. You're done. Yeah. I can't. Okay. The average person, (laughs) the average answer for how often you should wash your bedding. I hope you're sitting down. (laughs) This might shock you. Is once a week. Oh my God. The blanket also? A week. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my God. And your mattress protectors every couple of months. Pillows every three months. In the duvet, which goes over your comforter, a couple times a year. Now, here's some more fun. Oh my God. I read a 1,600-page book on microorganisms. Do not recommend that stuff. That will give you the heebie-jeebies for sure. But your pillowcase has more bacteria than your toilet seat. 
If oh you don't God. wash your sheets often, each night your body sheds around 15 million skin cells, which build up if you don't wash your sheets. You're essentially providing food for thousands of dust mites. Okay. Dust mites are those tiny little things that you can't see that are all over your stuff. So just imagine there are mites all over your pillowcases while you're sleeping and you're rolling your hair oh around. God, in your face. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. I wash my bedding every single week. It drives my family up a wall. If someone fills up the washing machine and I'm ready to wash my bedding, I literally dump all of their stuff out into their oh laundry basket and throw in all my sheets. And they're like, mom, I got to go to work in a couple hours. I'm like, oh, you should have did it earlier than today. Like, oh my God, it's, you know, sheet day. But these are the eight hardest and stubborn stains to remove. If this has spilt on your sheets, you need to take them off and wash them immediately. Uh oh, <laughs> I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm going to go from the bottom up and I want you to tell me what number one on the list is. OK. And number eight, chocolate. Okay. Number seven, red wine. That I can imagine. And I don't drink wine, but I hear that's a pain. Mm -hmm. Number six, grass stains. Number five, tomato sauce. Number four permanent marker all right number three blood we all know that one well the worst right <laughs> right number two okay they put this bluntly i'll put it nicely fecal matter do you have any idea what number one is is it drool no but did you know that sweat will stain your sheets yellow oh really yeah that came up in my research and i was like huh so if you ever come across where your significant other, as if we'd ever met it ourselves, right. um, and your pillowcase is yellow or it has like a yellow tinge to it, you just need some more cleaning agent on it, but it is due to sweat. Mm, fun fact. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. Number one is very similar to number eight. I'm not sure why it's two separate things, but maybe because it's processed, it's more of a pain, but it's hot cocoa. Oh, interesting. So is that what, not the weirdest thing? So what happens when you have these things? So a lot of times what will happen is either the stain just is faded and you just never get rid of it completely. Um, one of them, you can put cleaning products on it, but it leaves an outside ring of where the stain was. Okay. So it just never goes away, which is kind of weird. But basically the reasons why it is important to wash your sheets is because of the dirt, the dead skin cells, the body oils, sweat, and your dust mites, including their carcasses and fecal matter. And might I just add, when you see, and this happens here in the Northeast, if you see a bee or a bug on your windowsill mm -hmm. and all you see is its skeletal remains, it is not because it is dried up, people, <laughs> okay? Dust mites and microorganisms, bugs in the air have eaten the innards of that oh insect. God. Oh my God. It They're... is not because they dried out and was there for a long period of time. That's so no. interesting because I was wondering that this morning because on my kitchen sink, there was a dead, um, what are those things called? Like they're little helicopters. What are they? The only thing I ever called like a little helicopter was the maple leaf. Okay, whatever. So I don't know what it's called, but one of those bugs and it was dead on the counter for a few days. And so <laughs> it's like kind of disintegrated. Now I was wondering how that works, like if it just disintegrated or maybe someone ate it. Yeah, microorganisms and dust mites have eaten the innards out of it. And that is why the shell that remains is the hardest part of the bug, insect, animal, whatever we're calling it. And that's what remains. 
Is oh it God, skeleton? Let's move on. Ew, gross. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. Makes you want to go wash your sheets now, doesn't oh, it? Oh, I'm after this episode that we record, I'm going to be washing my <laughs> sheets and blanket. And, yeah, and, and pillowcases. And pillows. Yep. Right. Okay, <laughs> I know that comforters are a big pain to wash and you only have to do them a couple of years. Hence why people get duvet covers to go over your comforter because then that gives you that extra layer. And a duvet cover fits in a washing machine. You're but a big comforter. You may want to bring it to the dry cleaners. I kind of am a little cheap sometimes. It's the laundry mat. But to be honest, I'd rather just put a duvet cover over it and just watch the duvet cover. Probably once a month for me, but other people... Clearly, it's a little bit less. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So just remember, folks, wash your sheets and pillowcases once a week. These are my personal tips for you to do. Okay, don't go with the average answer. Wash them once a week. Wash your comforter once a month, maybe once every other month. Wash your duvet covers once a month. Any additional blankets that may obtain pet fecal matter, wash Mm. immediately (laughs) in very hot water. And if it does not come out, Throw it away. <laughs> Buy yourself a new one. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that we had this experience. It didn't look good on me, but I hope people will understand that everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And this is my weakness is like cleansing, cleansingness, cleansness, cleanliness. <laughs> also the word. She struggles so bad, she can't even say the word. But just poking fun at the whole thing. But there are people, you know, if you're homeless, how often are you washing your stuff then? If you're not in routine to do things or you can't afford to go to the laundromat and because you don't have a washer and dryer, not everybody is equipped with a washer and dryer Mm -hmm. in their own place. Like these factor into how often you can get things done. But I will say, Even for a brief time when I didn't have a washer and dryer in my place, I hand washed my pillowcases and my sheets and then line dried them. But it's only because I was raised that way. And let me tell you, when you line dry, that stuff is stiff as a board when it dries in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Next episode, you're also going to have more tips for us, correct? Yeah, there's so much to cover, but we'll we'll keep it lighthearted and give you a few tips and tricks with cleaning and some other little tidbits for the springtime. And hey, if you do it, at least in the spring, you know, maybe you're good the rest of the year. We'll see. <laughs> well, if you do it the way <laughs> I do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bit Above. We invite you to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening now. And this way you can get notified when new episodes come out. We put out episodes every Wednesday and Friday. You can find us on social media at a bit above pod or email us with your questions, comments, anything at a bit above pod at gmail.com. Also send us questions for Josh Nichols, the therapist. So we can ask him your questions. We have questions ourselves, but we have him on periodically to talk about the questions we have for him. Ask the therapist segment. So send us your questions for him. Obviously, it's going to stay anonymous. And so whatever you want, just email us. Again, that's a bit above pod at gmail.com. The next episode we have coming out is on Friday. So we'll see you then. Bye.